0: What's the next step beyond digital transformation? For many large organizations, it's building a new business within the established company. We're speaking with Ari Liberickian who is a senior partner with McKinsey and Company. Hey Ari, how are you?
1: Good, Michael. How are you?
0: I'm um, excellent. So we're talking about digital business. What is a digital business?
1: In this era, customers are expecting more and more uh, technologically enabled services. They want to go online and buy stuff. Uh, and so, a digital business is basically a business that's centered around uh, technology, both in the construction of the product as well as delivery and the service of the product. And the experience for the customers ends up being typically faster, cheaper, more seamless, and easier because it's accessible everywhere and it's it's uh, much more user friendly.
0: For an established company, they're still selling their original set of products and services? Or is it something different?
1: A lot of cases, what they do is they leverage uh, some of the intelligence and experience they have in the core company, but they do it, <clears throat> they, they leverage that into a digital business and they build something that looks completely different ground up to serve customers. How is this different from digital transformation? At McKinsey, when we talk about digital transformation, we talk about two things at the highest level transforming the core, which is taking what we do today and leveraging technology to do it better, faster, cheaper, more effectively. And we talk about new business building, which really is stepping out of the core and creating something that didn't exist. And it's typically that business building is a much more radical. Uh, step out for companies because the executives who are very good at running a large company, some of them, many of them, don't have the experience of building something and scaling it.
0: Why is it so important to build a digital business?
1: Our belief as McKinsey is that it's a requirement for long term success. You know, if you look at the Fortune 20 companies today versus the list 20 years ago, it's almost entirely different. And every company on the list today has regenerated itself through business building or was a startup a few years ago and has scaled massively.
0: There are risks that are associated by not embracing this kind of digital business building.
1: Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. The obvious risk is viability and long-term success is put at risk. A lot of industries are being disrupted by startups, by um, a venture capital and private, e- private equity-backed companies. And so, the risk is if incumbents today don't think about business building and reinventing themselves that way, They could be out of business or, at a minimum, not as successful as they are today You know, just in a few years.
0: All right. Let's talk about the strategy of building a business. How does a company begin?
1: It is a tough process and, primarily, because most companies don't have the capability or the muscle to do this. The first step is always grounding uh, this new business idea in what is the value, imagining into the future what might be best for the customer and defining the market opportunity that way. And also, answering the question, why us? We always say at McKinsey, as an incumbent, it's important to figure out what is your unfair advantage to building this business. And once you have that view of, the strategy, then you move into what we call an MVP or minimum viable product stage, where you don't go ahead and build this big thing on day one, but you build a small version of it, you build a first version of it, it take, typically takes two, three, four months, and you start to test it with customers, and you start to get real time feedback from customers to complement your strate- strategic analysis. And then it's all about scaling. And in scaling, You start to think more about what are the types of talent we need to hire at scale. These typically involve new skill sets that incumbents don't have as much of. Data scientists, engineers, designers, agile coaches, scrum masters. You go down the list, you start to hire them pretty quickly and at scale. All the while, by the way, keeping a light connection back into the mothership, into the incumbent. Because, again, you don't want to lose the value built up in the incumbent. There's data, there's assets, there's good people, and you want to selectively pull some of those in. And I say selectively because if you pull too much in, you bring a lot of the culture in, and, 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 and that's not a great thing.
0: I would imagine developing the, the judgment, making the strategic decisions, really can be a difficult challenge, especially for an established
1: organization. It is very difficult, and, and you run into a lot of uh, governance challenges, right? How do you make decisions on how much money in a given year? There's a certain pot of capital as the CEO. How much money do you put into the core business, which has been your bread and butter for many years? How much do you put into the new business? If you're under cost pressures and you're looking to reduce budget, how do you think about the core business versus this new business, which, by the way, may take a year or two or more to prove itself out? How do you think about um, your best people and where they should be? How do you avoid creating an environment where both sides are looking at each other and saying, "Well," you know we're better than them you mentioned culture
0: earlier that seems to be an important issue so so please elaborate on
1: that culture is in my view the most important issue here a great culture in a company that knows how to build something ground up will eventually land on a great idea and scale a great business when i say culture i mean what's the way of working what type of people are you hiring how are you learning from mistakes are you blending different functions together? You know, one of the exciting things you see in successful new businesses is you see a designer with a technologist, with a business person, with a marketer, with legal and compliance, all of them together every day, engaging in rapid conversation, and they all have the mindset of how do we push this thing forward quickly.
0: Based on your experience, what's the life cycle of
1: developing a business such as you've been describing? At McKinsey, we have a practice called Leap by McKinsey. That is our business building practice. And we've built over 200 businesses over the last few years. And our experience has shown us that there's a few steps here. And I won't get into it in great detail, but let me just give you the highlights. So the first is grounding in the strategic framework. We're not building a business because we like shiny objects. We're building a business because there's a real value opportunity and market opportunity here. We're going to pursue that. Being clear on that. Then you get into building the MVP and starting to pilot this thing. Build something small and make sure it works and get real customer feedback from that. As you do that, start to build a team around it, all the different skill sets we've talked about, and then you start to scale from there and you say, if this kernel is working, what does a bigger version of this look like? And then, eventually, you get to a stage when this is a thriving business and you're asking the question, what is the strategic end state? As we talked about earlier, do we merge it with the mothership? Do we take over the mothership? Do we keep it separate? Do we spin it off? At that point, there's a series of strategic options.
0: Ari, can you give us an example of a company or an industry that has done this well?
1: A few months ago, Many of you would have seen the news that a couple of tech giants made investments in the pharmaceutical industry in the United States. They made a couple of acquisitions. Well, that sent shockwaves through the industry. And a health services company, one of the leading ones, approached us, approached Leap by McKinsey, and asked for help in how do I stay competitive and stay successful in this new world, which seems like it's going digital pretty quickly because we've noticed these tech giants. And so we helped them envision a fully digital business that allows customers to buy and order and get delivered to their house their pharmaceutical medication in under two hours. Over the course of nine months, we helped them imagine this business, frame up the opportunity, size it, define the customer journeys that matter, then build a tech architecture, do an MVP, show that it works, and scale from there. And By the end of that period, they had three products defined, and they were on their way to scaling to the point where I think they were targeting several million customers having their prescriptions filled uh, through this digital business um, in a couple of years. Ari, as we
0: finish up, what advice do you have to business leaders and incumbents who are listening to this and saying, yes, we need to look at this? What advice do you have? How do they
1: start? First thing I would say is you're exactly right. Uh, As I said earlier, this is a requirement. It's not a luxury anymore. So, uh, definitely look at it. Uh, In terms of advice, I would say the first is ground in business ideas. Running towards a business build for the sake of a business build is not a smart thing to do. Running towards a business build because there's a customer and market opportunity that you understand and you have numbers around and projections around and you've engaged the team on is a great way to get started. The second piece of advice is understand that there's a capability build. There's something you need to learn how to do or hire into the company that may not exist today. and That's hard work. Taking what you've done already and just trying to repurpose it is not a great recipe or not a great approach. And the third thing I would say is how you measure and evaluate this thing is really important. Measuring it on PL too soon is a high risk approach. And so, thinking about and leveraging some of the new talents you have to figure out, how do you think about success in month three, month six, month nine, month 12, different from year three or year six? and having a clear view of the leeway you're going to give the new business build and having a clear view for what success really looks like after a year or what have you is really important. And I would say go into all of that eyes wide open to give this thing the best chance of success and scaling.
0: Ari Liberikian, senior partner at McKinsey & Company. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you, Michael.